So what is transformation? <clears throat> transformation is the process, the obligations, which uh, the Olympic Delivery Authority took on um, to uh, convert what we're creating in games uh, into uh, the basic green infrastructure, the park infrastructure for a future park. Um, it will operate as a park from day one, but the legacy will probably, as with all parks and all landscapes, change over time. Um, and, uh, and, and, we, and having studied plenty of our parks, and I see Richard here tonight who um, had one or two things to do with some of, the, some of our parks over many years, will know that um, there are many, many hands come in to change things, and they are ephemeral, ephemeral places. So this job is about doing three things. There are three things down the, right, uh, down the left-hand side. To remove, to remove all the... Uh, all, all the temporary venues, which included basketball, water polo, hockey, um, to remove the large areas of paving, that, that patination, that shard patination that Neil was showing you before, um, just to, to narrow it down so that we, you actually narrow that down to, to paths of more comfortable width, um, and uh, to remove a whole series of bridges and a range of other infrastructure that was put in to make the games operate, all of which was put in on a temporary basis. Um, to connect it, and therefore to, to remove uh, the boundaries and to actually connect it through to the community so it becomes accessible, and to complete it, to extend the green space. In fact, we, we double the area of green space that has been created for games. So that's the kind of basic three. This is the mantra that we, when we're working for the LLDC, the London uh, Legacy Development Corporation, which have now taken on the responsibility for doing this transformation <coughs> from games to, to legacy. Um, this is the mantra that you, so, so the remove it, connect it, complete it. And that's kind of the story of transformation. But I won't stop there. I'll carry on. One of the, one of the really big challenges um, is actually what we have to do and the time we have to do it in. Um, and this, this, this very, so what Neil was showing you, um, we took about three years. Core, core period of it, two years, but it was about a three-year period to create what, what he, he showed you. We have to create a similar area of green space as they've done in games, um, similar number of large trees, but it has to be constructed in half a time, probably slightly less than half the time. And at the same time, we're, we're pulling things down, we're removing stuff, and we're having to build. So it's an incredibly complex project with incredibly complex phasing. And it has this overlay of demand, demand from the public. Because what they've always found at the end of a, a games is that people have seen the place where the games have gone on. You know, billions of people will see this, the whole nation will see it. And the first thing people want to go and do is go down there and stand there. But in fact, it's a construction site, and it's a construction site for almost a whole year. And even when they release the first areas of land, it will only be the kind of the, the, the light green bit in the north. So there's huge, huge challenges uh, in terms of this transformation process. Um, and added to that is the whole issues of landscape establishment. Because of the biodiversity targets, but we'd want to anyway, there's a huge amount of really sensitive habitat that we have to create. Meadows, I'm sure, you know, we, we all know it takes several years, really, to establish a meadow satisfactorily. Yet, actually, we have people who want to get into this park and use it. So there are some really serious challenges that we have to address, um, and challenges um, 
which, which I must say are lessons for me in terms of a construction project of this scale, actually communicating these issues to people. And I'll, I'll come back to that at the end. So this plan just shows that the pale green is what, um, is what Neil is achieving for games. And the dark green is what we have to do after it. So you can see that they pretty much, um, they pretty much balance. So connecting the park, I'll just say a few, a few things and give you a few examples and just explain how we're dealing with this. So the, the, the left-hand diagram is, um, is, is the park during games. And you can see those three red arrows, that's where everybody comes in. They come in three locations. There's 16 kilometers of, of five meter high protective fencing around the site. And after the games, we need to remove that 16 kilometers and change the three entry points to as many as we possibly can so that we can act to connect to the road networks, to the cycle networks, to buses, to, public, to all the time types of public transport, and actually enable connections right across the park, north, south, east, west, in as many ways as we can. We connect in the, the athlete's village, and that's the diagram on, on the right-hand side. So it's a very kind of simple principle. And this is the, uh, is the path network that we are creating uh, in blue, and we spent uh, a lot of time with Space Syntax, who do a lot of analysis of uh, city movement to understand how actually movement would work across the site in transformations or predictive uh, uh, computer modeling. And the, the kind of the veins, the blue veins represent footpaths which are, which are um, off street, so lots of, lots of pedestrian networks, th connections through the park. Uh, and the red represent foot, footpath connections alongside roads. So you can see how the park itself is this kind of fine capillary network, which is about connection. It's about connecting those spaces around it. But uh, one of the key uh, things is, so it's all fine pro about pro providing that um, connection, but it's actually what is the quality of that connection? Because we have a park in the middle, and we have existing communities a long way away, and that area that I described in the middle, which is, which is development land. And uh, what is it going to feel like walking through these huge extensive areas of development? In fact, let me just go back and just pick back up. So the areas that we're talking about are, and I'm just going to take this are these areas here. All these areas of grey, and extensive areas here. So you can see the whole park is completely surrounded my development site, which will just be building platforms immediately afterwards. So our idea, we, we, the need to make it self and safe and welcoming, you know, actually people are going to be arriving, their first impression of the park is going to be passing through a construction site. So we've got to make it safe, uh, we've got to make it welcoming, people have got to make them think actually it's worth the journey of half a kilometre, a kilometre, to actually walk from the existing built areas right into the park. And so the simple concept um, is summarised in these kind of diagrams, which is about taking the park and just extending it. The concept of the park stays small and legacy, but actually in transformation, we're going to extend it right out to the edge of the development site. Um, and it will be a combination of permanent and temporary landscapes. So there will be a certain amount of permanence. There will be some, some avenue trees that we'll be putting in that will, will, will remain for the long term. But actually, we need to create a temporary landscape that provides a setting, that provides a kind of park-like setting. We need to make people feel that they're arriving in a park. Um, and so just a couple of examples of how we um, did this. So this route, in, uh, which is outlined in, in red, 
um, is where they expect um, about 60 to 70 percent of the people to arrive in the park um, uh, during uh, post games, once the games is over in Legacy. Um, it connects from West Stratford Westfield Shopping Centre, which I'm sure most of you are familiar, if you've not visited, you're aware of, um, in terms of the phenomenal numbers going in there. And of course, the stadium, which is anticipated to be kept now, so 60,000 seater stadium, the aquatic centre, a whole series of activities which it's hoped will carry on, on uh, in, in the South Park. It's very much about leisure and entertainment. Um, uh, bars and clubs looking and, uh, and, and, and those sorts of things looking out onto the river. So this is likely to be a very busy entrance and uh, either side of that red block are those grey areas and those are going to be development sites. So they're going to be flat development platforms and there's another one right next to the river as well. So people have got to travel something like 800 metres uh, through essentially kind of urban wasteland really. And so the, the, the principle was actually to take is actually to take a piece of the London 2012 gardens which we've talked about before and extend it right back to Westfield and so we actually took this concept which is a temporary landscape but we needed to try and make it actually feel quite permanent and we used trees down either side to try and create this kind of green corridor uh, the trees again are all temporary and to take something of the character, not exactly the same as the London 2012 Gardens, but to actually draw it up and actually let it reach out right to the very edge of the site. So that when people come in from the site, and hopefully we can draw people in from Westfield, because that's crucial, this is this huge number of people going to Westfield, we need to draw them into the park. We, they need to, they're part of the constituency of the future park. Um, with this long view down to the stadium at the end, you can see that kind of grey sweep, which is the aquatics. And the principle is just this very long sweeping line, which has sort of echoed the, the very simple structural form uh, of the flowing form of the aquatics building um, uh, with, these kind of, with this kind of large meadowy uh, landscape uh, planting that uh, we showed for the 2012 gardens. And either side, trees embracing it. So we're just trying to create that kind of parkland feel. Um, another area in the North Park is one of the uh, roads which runs alongside the Athletes' Village, uh, this bringing in from uh, Waltham Forest uh, into the park. And uh, here again, uh, down the side of the Athletes' Village, we're putting in a permanent landscape, the avenues of trees either side of the road, and that will, will create the, the, the uh, framework for the street. But down the very right-hand side, you can see trees, rather quaint-looking tubs. But uh, those are temporary trees with kind of high shrub behind it, which is creating that kind of soft context for that kind of parkland context uh, coming in. And behind will be the development sites, and they may yet find certain intermediate uses, temporary uses for those sites. Uh, we don't know. The, the containers don't actually look like that. Um, what we ended up doing, because there's 16 kilometres of um, protective fencing, un unwanted protective fencing after the games when they remove it all, we're actually using them, we're actually taking the fencing and actually sort of forming it into a double shape and actually using that to create the containers. There's about a thousand of them. And uh, the containers are sort of three quarters sunk into the ground so that we don't have the same problems with uh, moisture uh, and, and irrigation, and needs for irrigation of the trees. Um, so there was a strong desire for the trees to look temporary. 
And that was because they were very concerned that actually everyone would fall in love with the trees and therefore we'd be encroaching on development site because the development economics of this expect that there will be uh, how, a building frontage which is pretty much on the line of those trees, those temporary trees down the right hand side. So the messages, there was a desire for the messages to go out very clearly that this is only uh, a part-time landscape. Um, one of the, one of the uh, important components is how we actually get over a lot of the, the, uh, the infrastructure, the rail, the road and the water of the valley and to connect across and the bridges uh, are extremely important. There's a number of pedestrian uh, and cycle bridges which go on over the Lee navigation and there's, and there's a whole series of new bridges uh, built over the, uh, the River Lee itself as well. This is one of the ones which is going in um, after games, cycle uh, pedestrian bridge which uh, connects then into one of these uh, green routes, uh, stitches was what we kind of termed them, stitching together the city. And what you can see there is, again, a kind of permanent framework of trees, and behind you can just make out uh, a line of the temporary trees, which kind of provide a, that parkland edge and parkland framework. And with the desire to try and connect uh, as much as possible, uh, the land then dips down, um, and there is a graded route down to the canal side as well. So we've got really good access up from the canal and you're just kind of the opportunity to come into the, into the site very easily. Um, <clears throat> I mentioned the kind of infrastructure. The, the southern edge of the site is crossed by the, um, uh, the greenway, the southern outfall sewer. Um, um, Basil Jet's kind of big engineering project which takes sewage from large chunk of the uh, east end. Um, to get uh, to get into the site along Marshgate Lane, the road sort of dips right down under the pipes, and you get a really good 